Welcome to Refirement Life, the podcast for anyone navigating life transitions or planning to make life transitions to ensure your next years are your best years. Listen in for insightful, generous, and sometimes humorous conversation. It's time to get fired up with Christine Zamuda and Muge Wood, your hosts for this latest episode of Refirement Life. All right. Welcome to Refirement Life. This is episode 30, and this one is entitled Lavender and Love, Family Roots, Blooming Business. We are going to talk to a wonderful friend of mine, Claudia Etzas, and Claudia owns Kari's Lavender Farm, um, has done some amazing, amazing things in terms of product creation, um, community engagement, uh, also connecting with other local women to uh, make their businesses um, sort of in the spotlight and, and grow alongside of, of Claudia's. So just before we get started with Claudia, just a couple uh, stats, you know, want to warm things up. And um, I also have Muge Wood here, my wonderful co-host. Say hello, Muge. <laughs> Hello, everyone. Great to be back. And I, I have to say, I'm very excited about this episode because lavender is known to have a lot of calming uh, effects. Uh, and I think we can have more lavender in our lives in a variety of forms. So I'm looking forward to um, uh, talking about that today. Thank you, Christine, for bringing Claudia to us. Exactly, exactly. So let, let's talk a little bit about women entrepreneurs. So first of all, um, this is kind of a surprising stat, and I, I it shocked me, and I'm excited by it. Uh, women now make up 40% of new entrepreneurs in the United States, the highest percentage since 1996. And we're seeing many, many women leave corporate America, start uh, their own business. And the number one reason why they're doing this is they're looking for greater purpose, they want to be, um, you know, more in control of the mission of the organization and uh, have, you know, high interest in making the world a better place. Now, this is not easy if we think about some of the other uh, data points around, you know, women in in their working life, not only in the business world, but at home. So um, in the US, 66% of the primary caregivers are women. And this means that the burden of household task, you know, largely falls on them. And if you translate this into time, some of the studies show that this is an, an on average, an additional six hours of work a week that they're carrying in, in the household. So I'm, I'm, Excited today because I've seen Claudia in action. I've seen how she has brought her family into the fold to uh, bring to um, the world some just amazing lavender-based products. So, um, Claudia, I'd love to just invite you to say hello to our listeners, give them a little bit about your background. You know, how did you get to this? Uh, this this business idea and a little bit about what you did before and maybe just um, you know when you're not uh, making lavender products what do you do for fun hi christine <laughs> thank you ladies for this invitation it's great to join you today and share with you what is my journey what is how i started and where are we are today uh, my background well i was uh, born in bolivia south america 
I was 34 years old when I moved to United States. Uh, then I wasn't a young person. I was more an, an adult when I moved to this country and I worked uh, for a long time, for 16 years in the corporate world for a company. It's a small company, but it's in the area of neuroscience research. It is serving the neuroscientists around the world or students that are in the neuroscience. Them that um, um, inspired me uh, to learn uh, about the brain and the functions of the brain, especially the nerve and all the components of the nervous system. And that they also triggered my, my desire to learn more about the mental health. Uh, because when you're talking about neuroscience, one of the main main researches is, is mental health. Then when I came across of uh, lavender and when I learned all the, ben the mental, all the health benefits, but especially mental health benefits, I thought that, that was a, a really an alternative what we talk a lot in, in the medical areas that is medicine and other kind of treatments. Uh, and I think that back, going back to the roots and finding ways to incorporate more natural alternatives in, in our daily basis, that as women especially, makes more sense. And that's how I, uh, that was the, what inspired my search for incorporating lavender in everything and starting by growing lavender here in Montgomery County. That's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. Any fun facts, like things you've learned about lavender that surprised you when you started get really digging in? Oh yeah, absolutely. That is a, that is the less start that is not, is, is considered an herb. Mm -hmm. It's originally for the, from the Mediterranean. Then the main conditions for growing lavender is what we don't have in, in Maryland, which is dry weather and a lot of sun. And uh, a good and uh, alkaline solid, uh, soil, and uh, the, the the varieties also of lavender, and depending of the chemical ingredients that you find in the plant, is the use that you will have. Then there are some varieties that will be more for medicinal purpose, like a, a aromatherapy a, or even perfume industry, and other ones that will have more antiseptic properties based in a higher level of camphor, for example. That was uh, something that amazed me. And also uh, to learn that the first records in, in the human history of uh, using lavender goes uh, like 600 B BC. And even in the Bible, they have, there's multiple references to lavender. Then wow. So it's lavender has been with humanity for a long, long time. And I wasn't aware of it. And a few years ago. Yeah, that's so interesting. When I did a little bit of research, I, I learned that lavender is in the same family as mint, rosemary, basil, and sage, all my favorite herbs. <laughs> exactly. As I said, it's an herb and it is close cousins with rosemary. Actually, the, the leaves look very similar and also mm -hmm. the conditions to grow both of them is similar with the difference that the lavender as flowers and that with the, with the beautiful colors and all what is right that the French uh, um, experience that we relate with lavender. 
That's that's amazing. I mean, I think there are, as consumers, there are obvious uh, consumption methods of lavender, with less lavender-based oils and, uh, you know, sprays, etc. But then it can also be um, uh, into the cuisine. Like one of my favorite things I was mentioning to Christine is lavender ice cream. Um, and I love that, the color, the, the fragrance, the taste, and um, uh, I happen to love it the most and no one in the family wants it. So it's perfect for me. So, um, you know, uh, when I hear lavender, I, I always see these in my mind, these picturesque fields of Provence with purple lavender fields, etc. So, and you embarked on this journey, Claudia, and uh, how did you start um, with the initial farming of it even? Um, because, you know, some of us um, are overwhelmed with just growing a plant in a pot, much less a farm. So, you know, how did you, uh, how did you get into that from ground zero like that and turn it into a business? Yeah. Uh, the first, the first is when I when I learn about the benefits and and all the all the um, op the opportunities to incorporate lavender in different products. And then when you start to see around, if you go to cleaning products, to perfume, to cosmetics, then you learn how much lavender is incorporated in all of these products. On top of what you just mentioned, that is a aromatherapy with essential oils. Mm -hmm. My first, uh, uh, my first steps on that quest was to uh, join in the Lavender Association. There is a, a, a association in the United States for, with more than 300 uh, members. And, uh, to, and I took classes with their uh, uh, class that was uh, um, promoted with, between the Lavender Association and Michigan University for lavender growers. And I took those classes and I went uh, to visit different growers around the country. I also connected with some different uh, nurseries around where they have uh, the plants and the different cultivars to understand which ones will be best for what I had in mind that aside of how beautiful they will look, how I will be using the essential oil or the flowers for the products that we will be producing. Then it was with that visiting, uh, especially other growers around this area and learning from their own uh, challenges in what is the best cultivar and what kind of uh, amendments you need to make to the soil or, or how you, you need to test the soil uh, uh, with a lab. Um, right, and how to correct the pH of the soil, and to the point of okay, or, uh, getting the plants and putting them in the ground, and learning that you are in as an agricultural business where, when you put your plant in a pot, it's your baby, but when you put the, the a thousand plants on the ground, you're talking about agricultural. Then you will need to learn that there are the weather conditions and the right that, that you're having and the changes of climate are also going to be part of your business journey. Yeah. And then how about um, the other tricky, tricky thing about your business is managing the, the balance of family. Now, Claudia is set up, she's got acres of lavender, she's got her, her home, very accessible to her shop, which is also on the the, the property how, how do you have you learned any tricks other than just including your family in, in the business <laughs> making them accountable <laughs> yeah it it is uh, it is 
interesting and uh, difficult to find the balance many times and that is like a, this is a permanent adjustment of the needs of your family the age of your kids and the stage of your your own life right like uh, I, I i am blessed that i don't have to deal with traffic right and that was one of the main reasons that i was okay i don't want to be in the bellway for hours and dealing with congestion or being late for this or that when I, I, I really want something where I have more more to bring of my own experience of my own desires even to put in a, in a business then uh, like you said I, I love to incorporate uh, the members of my family to 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 the business and also that flexibility that if I am organized enough and I can plan, then I, I can also uh, bring the opportunity for me to say, okay, when the plans are in dorm or after the holiday seasons, then there's a period of time that I can really assign to be around my family. And then, then they, that, that I won't have when I'm working for somebody else. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think it'll be interesting too, Claudia, to watch what happens over time because she's got, Claudia has, um, you know, a young niece who helps her, her sons. Yes. Uh, sometimes you see that her son's helping, uh, her husband, obviously, but like for the younger generation to see you building a business and see what that means, it'll be really interesting to see what like life lessons they take and whether they also get the entrepreneurial bug. Yeah, I, I I really get also the same feeling and kind of inspired by what you said, my, by my niece Ariadne, that she's 12 years old and she's with me for three years now. And to see her, how empowered she feels and how mm -hmm. she owns the business. And I said, wow, all the experience that she's gaining at this yeah. age, I didn't have it in my 20s. <laughs> then right. it really is, to me, is, okay, where she will get with, if she is starting this early, not only in learning the, the different skills, but also right to feeling that that desire to own something herself. That's right. It, it, it's just amazing. I think experiential learning, but especially in the area of entrepreneurship by uh, female uh, leaders, I think is always inspiring. I recently returned from a trip to Sonoma Valley, where in addition to the beautiful sunshine, food and wine, what I found most interesting and inspiring was the stories of the vineyards and uh, multi-generational. Um, and it is um, uh, fun and interesting, but it's also a lot of work um, to turn a product from the feel to a consumer and sustain it over time in a profitable way. There are a lot of life lessons there. So um, Claudia, uh, first of all, I'm hoping um, this continues to be an immensely successful multi-generational endeavor for you and for your family and we become the beneficiaries as consumers of that. Um, in your endeavors, um, what were um, maybe some reflection points um, uh, that you learned and you may want to share, meaning, um, you know, it's the farm itself, it's the marketing, turning it into a complete product distribution. Uh, there are just so many parts to it. What were maybe some um, learnings um, that you thought were um, really crucial um, in, um, you know, standing this up and turning it into a business? One of the aspects that I, I am constantly reminding myself that a, a, that the, the business mindset, mm -hmm. 
-hmm. right? And when you are, when, when you are putting in account all the the numbers, all the costs, or all the time that is involved in uh, growing a business, and when you think in your prices, for example, when you are you make your your cost structure, when you think, okay, what yeah. is your break even point? When you think, okay, what is it, with who I'm competing? Uh, it, we need to understand who's our customer and who's that person that will understand what it takes to put from a plant on the ground to a lotion that goes to your body. And it's, it's, it, it, it understand the value of all that process. That is very different than opening a retail store where I get different vendors that I don't know from where they come or where they were conditions and they were produced and I just them to sell with somebody else but my uh, the kind of business that i am involved and i see other growers learning to understand that the, the value of what we are bringing and that also transmitting or communicating that message to our customers and the customers that understands the value of all that process that they are the ones that they will stay with us and they, they will really be even our 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 messengers for others yeah then definitely when you're asking in the marketing concept of of bringing all of that that message together is very important and also the experience because the customer is not only our customers it's not only looking for the lavender product or where that you can get i don't know even online maybe but it's also the experience and it, of having the lavender here. That's why when we have classes or we have different activities, it's the whole experience with our, what our clients are looking for. And then understanding the process and how we are making this possible. Yeah. Yeah, and for our listeners, I mean, I think what's unique and really special, not only are the products amazing, but how Claudia and I first met, I attended a yoga class in her lavender fields. Yeah. And there's lots that sounds of, so heavenly. It was I, it was I, I really totally think wonderful. I need to relocate to where you and Claudia <laughs> are to improve immediate quality of life here. Exactly, exactly. So that you know, that was one example. Um, Claudia's done candle making classes, she's done some culinary cooking classes with lavender, you know, art workshops. So, you know, people going there are getting more than just um just the products, which are phenomenal by themselves, but there's also this feeling of community and connection. And uh, when you are welcomed, you know, Claudia, you do such a wonderful job of just making everyone feel so at home and your beautiful space. And yeah, I mean, you, it's just, you know, it sets the stage for, um, I guess, you know, not only a one-time transaction, but a long lasting friendship and connection. Yeah, I, I, I value what you said, Christina, and uh, Christina, and I really enjoy that experience, and I I see the value of that as well. Like uh, we are building community, and when I have customers, like last week, I have somebody who's called Christina as well. That <laughs> she said, you know, I came. I remember when I came, and you didn't have this building, and right, you were improvising, and how you were presenting, and now I see that I I am part of your 
walk. And, and I love that kind of, of relationships that they are growing over time and that we're becoming the, a community. Or oh, the other day that we have a candle making class and somebody said, you know, I love to come here because it's, I, it is got like going away to home, but coming to a place that I feel welcome at home. Oh, that's then fantastic. That's, that's a huge that compliment is, to you and your staff. Yeah, then I, I really treasure that, that we are growing that building together that with, with the people that is around me. That's awesome. That's awesome. So one last question, then we'll close out. So where do you think you'll be 10 years from now? What's what's the plan? Uh, I would like to have more Ariadne in my life where I can have more young women that I, I, I can pass the, the torch to in terms of teaching, learning, and working with them. And then that we can be more present in different places around the DMV area and, and around the country. And also we like to incorporate more other women around the world that they can find, like for example, with the staff animals that we have, that are made in my in my country of birth in Bolivia. That is a group of ladies that they they have their kids with treatment. Then yeah. I, I I would love to find more women like that around the world in different places where we can bring their products to to this market, and help our customers to really buy things or get things that they they are they are gifts that they are with purpose. But and also they have a community involvement, not only my local community, but also women around the world that they're they're creating beautiful things. Yeah, that's a lovely vision. That's a lovely vision. And I, and I hope it comes true. You know, I'm a, I'm a huge fan. And I was telling Mugay that I actually use one of your products at least every day. So I love the mm. body cream. And I think about you all the time not to creep you out. <laughs> but I'm like, oh, I love Claudia's body cream. And then I had a friend here this weekend and we made pumpkin french toast and use your lavender syrup on it and it was fantastic so um, that i love and then the last thing i always love is the um the lava the lava bath so, and yeah they, they yeah. Call, yeah 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 the shower gel that has an ex, yeah a soft exfoliant on the end yeah yeah so if folks want to find your products, kariaslavender.com, right? K-A-H-A-R-I-S. We'll put the link in our in our notes so people can go to your site. Any any specials or things for holidays? I know that you also ship anywhere, correct? Yes, we do. And we also put together gift sets ideas because sometimes we don't have the time or right or, or the the imagination at that moment to create a, a gift basket. Then we have gift baskets that they're ready to go. Usually we, we, we try to put together things like they're for people that is more into the gourmet than their products that are for that area or for the self-care of the home care. Of if even if somebody that is a dog, mom or dad, I want to buy something for their 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 pets as well. Very and nice. We have different options that they're ready to go. Yeah, yeah. What one pro tip I did when when the kids were little, I used to have a closet. And I just have ready to go birthday party gifts, right? Some for boys, some for girls, because you get this like 
you know, we were working crazy hours and, you know, just to save yourself that one trip to the store. I think people should do that for your gifts is just have hostess gifts on hand, do three or four in your closet. So you're ready to go. Right. Yeah, that's a great idea. Yeah, I think that makes our life as as women, as you said, if we are at least adding seven hours a week of work <laughs> on top of things, it's better if we are we have in the closet some options to make our life easier. That's um, right. That's right. Yeah. All right. Well, Claudia, it's such a pleasure pleasure having you on the show. Thanks so much for stopping by, and um, we'll continue just to. Uh, to talk and uh, share your link so people can follow up. Christine, thank you so much for making me part of that journey. And I really wish you the best with this uh, uh, adventure that you have on your hands as well. Oh, thank you. I appreciate that. All right. So with that, we'll sign off. Thanks so much, everyone. Thank you. Thank you for listening. Our hope is to spark a little joy inspire, and educate our listeners in ways to live an even more meaningful life. If you have reactions to share from what you've heard, please visit our website, refirement.life, to leave a voice message. You may even be featured in a future episode. To keep in touch, subscribe to our podcast, Refirement Life, using the podcast player of your choice. Always remember, you are never too old to set a new goal or to dream a new dream. Thanks again for joining us on this episode. Until next time.